Hello and welcome to Origin Gate Wisdom Second. I'm going to be sharing some stories, some fun stuff. This is Jane Schroeder from our daily podcast and a thought for the day. I've been pondering recently a lot about lots of different healing people. People that raise the dead, heal the sick, did all sorts of miracles. And I was rummaging through some books as I'm about to move house and I'm packaging, throwing things away and just getting ready for the move, the house sale. And I found this um, little, little verse from The Supernatural Life of William Brown and I'd like to share it with you today. And it's called When Love Projects. It was in 1953. I was born in 1959. In February 1953, William Brannan, if some of you don't know, was a famous healer. Meetings all over the world. He would have this incredible discernment, cardiogenosis, heart talk. He would hear from the father. And often his hand would swell up and go really strange. He would even know people's past, present and future, you know, phone numbers, where they lived, he would see the accident in visions, dreams, if there were accidents, he was an incredible one of a kind. So in February 1953, William Brown held a week-long healing campaign in Tulsa, Florida. One day, while in, him and his wife and his manager, who managed all his meetings, were having lunch in a downtown cafe. A smiling 16-year-old girl waved to him through the window, the front window of the cafe. He waved back at her. Soon, she came into the restaurant, pulling her father by the arm. They stopped at Bill's table and the girl said, Brother Brannan, do you remember me? Now just think about it, he did hundreds, hundreds of meetings and there would be lots of people there and you'd see a lot of people. No, I don't believe I do remember you, said Bill. When you prayed for me, said the young girl, God healed my blind eye. Her father explained, last year his daughter had severely damaged one of her eyes in an accident. Her doctor said she had no hope of ever seeing out of that eye again. But her father said, yes, there is hope. He took his daughter out of hospital, made a bed for her on the back seat of his car, and he headed for Indiana, stopping only to eat and buy gas. They arrived at Jeffersonville, on Sunday night and found Bill, William Branham, just leaving the church after the meetings. They would have long days praying, long days in meetings, wow. Bill prayed for the girl and now she was healed. Bill asked which eye was it? The girl said, hmm, I mean this one. She pointed to one eye, then the other eye, then the other eye. She couldn't remember. You know, she said, I don't remember. Her father laughed and chuckled with glee and said, 
it was this one and pointed to the eye. Before she left, the little girl handed Bill an envelope. Fatty slipped into his pocket and forgot all about it until he was home. What do you think was in the envelope? When he opened it, he found it was a Valentine's card with a signature on beneath a lovely, lovely poem. How beautiful is that, 16-year-old girl? And it made me think more and more about the supernatural and our hopes and our trust and what we believe in. And it brings me to a book that I have read many times. The first time I read this book, I could only get into the foreword because I just got so, what's the word, enraptured in the supernatural visions and thoughts and made my faith soar. It's written by James Maloney called The Ministry of the Golden Candlestick. What a remarkable book this is. The book was written and all the adventures and the different things, dreams, visions, while in meetings in California in mountain country. A lady called Frances Metcalf formed a group of dedicated intercessors and worshippers and they met together to worship the Lord and to pray for the nations. And the Lord gave them divine en enablement. One of their mottos was, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. This book really impacted my life when I began to read it. And I think what brought it to mind was I'm about to go and spend some time with some people in another nation. And the last time, well before COVID, over three years ago, I actually got to meet, I was very privileged to meet. Wow. Yay. Whoa, James Maloney. It's just, it's just so beautiful. My mind just goes, oh, it was incredible. He was pretty sick when I met him. He'd been ill for quite a long time, but he was the only man that joined these crazy women for this imaginary door, which was real at the time, which would open they would go through and step through and they would be in the heavenly places, literally. I'm just going to read you a little bit about Ladies of the Golden Candlestick and the part that, whoa, James Maloney would play with these people. The Ladies of the Golden Candlestick. This was a ministry of blessing. They had many levels of rapture and translocation. In other words, they actually went, not just in a vision or a dream, they went bodily form. They moved in the kingdom realm. Similar to the experiences of Elijah and Philip. When I say that the members often 
several of them at a time, not just one person on their own, were transported. Human transportation, I mean. Physically, they disappeared and were taken to another part of the world for evangelistic campaigns, sometimes for several days at a time. In these instances, they were supernaturally sustained. Does that mean they drank, they ate? The 70 went up in Exodus, didn't they? Or 74, and ate and drank with the Lord. Supernaturally sustained, either by people they met or through angelic hosts. Often, the spirit world translated them to a different country, a different nation, so that they might gain strategies, blueprints, understanding on how to intercede, how to pray for a particular district or region. Oh, it's amazing, translocated to another country. Imagine a door opening up and you just walk through. No more suitcases in airports and sitting on hours of flights. However, lots of their mission trips was to see strategies to combat, to combat hindrances to the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. They would bring back reports about people and nations and what God had shown them and how to birth through intercession, guidance by the Holy Spirit in seasons of specific travail and burdens and seasons of high praise and worship. If the Spirit didn't lead them to intercede, they would literally focus, it says, solely on worshipping the King of Kings and Lord of all. The focus was more on worship than warfare. They had active roles to play in both capacities. Oh, isn't that amazing? In the season of peace where we stand behind Yahweh and he's our man of war and he fights on our behalf. All the earthly translocations and raptures, remember, flights of the spirit, another word for rapture, where you're caught up in union in the prayer of affection, in the prayer of rapture. Wow. They were often translated into many different places. They returned with sandals entwined with strange jewels, vast like garments, inset with 12 stones representing the 12 tribes of Israel. Headdresses ray arrayed with the most beautiful, lovely, living colours. Clothes, cloaks. There would be metal, gold and silver thread sewn into these beautiful garments of colour and they were ecstatic. Some never seen before on the earth. But you know what was really interesting? They were regular, regular occurrences. The ladies of the golden candlestick. They were known as the ladies of gold. These translations, these kinds of trans-relocation, transcendent encounters through angelic angels, they grew deeper and deeper into the presence of their Lord and King. Their whole purpose was intimacy with Yahweh, Adonai, Elohim, God, Lord, 
majesty, your majesty. For 50 years or more, starting from day one, when they gathered together, the encounters started. Francis Metcalf says, I recall seeing a door in a sanctuary, a beautiful moulded door, emanating a gold hue like a glory type of realm. I assumed when people walked through it, it led to another part of the house. But we began to realise that it went into the kingdom heavenly realms. Wow. This is my favourite. I would look up sometimes and the ceiling would be like a purple swirling cloud. Sometimes feathers would swirl in the cloud. Sometimes we'd hear audible laughter from children in high praise. It was truly an open heaven, a spiritual portal like Jacob's ladder. There were numerous times the four and twenty elders were part of the worship when we worshipped together. Just continually constant angels coming and going, fiery hosts, chariots. It was amazing. When an angel was there on one occasion, it just seemed like a normal human being, fully manifested. The outline form of an angel was clear. They would come and worship and share information with the group. Often they wore normal clothes. Once two men sat in street clothes, sitting conversing with the ladies in the meeting. And as the ladies stood up, they walked with them. And then they would just disappear into the purple swirling clouds. This was just a remarkable time. A remarkable time of ministry. Just want to thank the Lord today for his presence, for the vision realms and the dreams and the glory and the heavenly encounters in the heavenly places. And we thank you that in this time, in this season, it's our Genesis our future generation. We may not have walked this way before in the natural or the physical in visions, dreams, in this understanding. But I thank you, Yahweh, today that the door, like the ladies of gold, the ladies of the golden candlestick, this is for us in this time, in this day, in this season. Shalom, my friends. Shalom.